and welcome to the Holistic Weight Loss and Lifestyle Podcast. Please join me as I share the body, mind and soul approach that helped me to lose over 150 pounds of weight after over 30 years of countless failed dieting, starting from age nine. I am a qualified nutritional therapist, low-carb expert, stress management consultant, sleep mindset, psychology of weight loss, holistic fertility, fasting and coaching. I'm also a writer, blogger, and in a previous life, I practiced as a qualified lawyer. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to episode 37 of the Holistic Weight Loss and Lifestyle Podcast. Today, I would like to talk about dairy and what role dairy products such as cheese, milk, double cream should play in a low-carb diet. We shall also explore whether we should be eating low-fat or full-fat dairy, added sugars, organic or non-organic, and how much dairy to eat if we wish to in order to minimize any bad or good effects. We shall also talk about using dairy as a source of calcium and whether there are other important sources of calcium we can be using instead of milk and other dairy products. Eating dairy, especially milk, is a curious thing to do when you really think about it in a completely detached manner. And by this, I mean how in the world have we decided that drinking stuff used by cows, an entirely different species from man, produced by the cow in order to grow its babies, is good food for us human beings an entirely different species from cows, even as adults. As far as I know, we are the only mammals who are drinking milk from another animal, which is used by that animal to grow its babies. Logically, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. And even in human beings, we only breastfeed our young ones milk until they're old enough to be weaned off milk and breast milk and can then start eating more solid food. As human beings, we don't have a culture of sitting there breastfeeding adult men and women with breast milk. And yet, somehow, we think it is great to replace this breast milk with milk from cows, which the cows only feed their young. And we're drinking this milk at all ages. And we don't see cows feeding adult cows milk we also don't see other mammals that produce milk feeding their adults milk. I truly believe it's important to observe what happens in nature. And I believe that observing nature is always an important and a good way of checking what we should be doing naturally or shouldn't be doing. And we do not see other animals in the wild having their adults go to another type of animal to drink its milk. We appear to be the only species that use milk from another animal. And in episode 33 of the podcast, I talked about the walk around and I said that one of the reasons my diet plan works much better than the keto diet is the absence of highly inflammatory foods such as the masses of cheese allowed on the keto diet. Cheese can be inflammatory for some people. 
It can also cause bloating in some people with associated weight gain on that fecal scale. And this is because some people have difficulty digesting lactose or not enough lactase, which is the enzyme needed for dairy digestion. And my diet plan is anti-inflammatory way of eating, which is aimed not only on accelerated weight loss, but also on optimum good health. And in an ideal world, if you're in weight loss mode and looking to lose substantial weight as quickly as possible, I would prefer that you completely eliminate cheese from your diet. However, if you must have some cheese, my advice will be to limit it to no more than 30 grams of cheese daily. Except for something like cottage cheese, which you can have 60 grams daily. And if you're vegetarian or vegan, various other rules apply. And perhaps in a future episode, I will deep dive on how you can do my low-carb plan if you have chosen to be a vegetarian or a vegan. Okay, so remember that my plan is not the keto diet where you can eat masses of cheese and then wonder why on earth the weight loss has stalled when you're feasting on inflammatory foods and excessive dietary fats which means that the body doesn't get a good chance to feed on your body fat. And if you wish to eat cheese, all types of cheese, cheeses are fine to have a little, including cheddar, mozzarella, feta, goat cheese, brie, parmesan, etc. However, if you're looking for types of cheeses that are less inflammatory than something like cheddar, then you might want to choose goat and sheep cheeses. Cottage cheese, cream cheese and sour cheese are also usually more tolerable by most people than other cheeses. I would like to explore whether we ought to be having organic or non-organic dairy products. If you have any dairy products, it's one of the foods I would strongly recommend that you buy organic in order to avoid all sorts of undesirables such as chemicals, including antibiotics which are used in cows and cattle to reduce the risk of infection and diseases, also pesticides. Even synthetic growth hormones in some cattle practices in order to increase milk production and other chemicals used in non-organic dairy farming. Organic farmers are not allowed to use some of these chemicals such as antibiotics and growth hormones. There are also studies that show that organic dairy have more antioxidants and higher concentration of a type of fat that is found in beef and dairy, which support our immune system. This fat is called conjugated linoleic acid, CLA. CLA can also help in reducing risks of various things, such as heart diseases. It's also been seen that omega-3 fats are contained more in organic dairy than non-organic dairy products. Should we be eating full-fat dairy or non-fat dairy? If you've been listening to this podcast, it won't come as a big surprise that I would recommend full-fat dairy. And like I've said in various episodes, fat is not the enemy, sugar is. And low fats are part of the reason many of us are obese and sick with the increased sugars in our diets. 
There are also studies that suggest that full-fat dairy can help to reduce the risks of obesity and metabolic illnesses such as diabetes, heart diseases, and high blood pressure. It is also important to ensure that you always have full-fat dairy. And if you're trying to conceive or interested in fertility, please, please, pretty please stay away from low-fat dairy. If you use milk, please buy full-fat organic milk. And if you're in weight loss mode, I would advise using just enough milk to color your teas and your coffees. And if you must use milk, I get it. I can't stomach black coffee myself. And when fasting, sometimes if I must drink black coffee, I add a little bit of pink Himalayan salt if I really wish to, as this can sometimes mask some of the bitterness. And in my eating window, I like to enjoy my coffee and I will never drink it black in my eating window. And I've replaced my love for full fat latte with having coffee with organic double cream. I add some cinnamon powder on top or some organic cinnamon powder I hasten to add and it tastes absolutely delicious. And you can also experiment with adding something like ghee to your coffee or making a delicious bulletproof coffee, which you can make by whisking the coffee with some organic grass-fed butter. And keep those bulletproof coffees to once a day for the same reason you're not on the keto diet. Fat is not the enemy, but we don't need to eat or drink excessive fats because we want to allow our body the opportunity to be able to tap into our body fat and use that as food rather than feeding ourselves with so much dietary fat that the body never gets a chance to tap into the excess body fat and therefore to lose more weight than if we were just eating keto foods. And the same goes for cheeses. If you have cheeses as much as possible, please go for full fat organic cheeses. What about things like yogurts? Yogurts contain probiotics, which are good for our gut health. And again, in a future episode, I will deep dive on gut health because this is obviously a very important topic. And if you have yogurts, please try and buy, once again, full fat organic yogurts. And make sure you're having yogurts with no added sugars. I very much appreciate that if you're trying to buy some, it's very confusing because there are loads and loads and loads and loads of flavors. And they all sound amazing and they all seem to have lots of sugars in them. Also, have a look and make sure that the yogurt you're buying hasn't got those sweeteners. Remember all the previous podcasts in episodes 6, 7 and 8 on why we gain weight, talking about sugar addiction, talking about the role of sugar and talking about sweeteners. Therefore, if you want to have yogurts, avoid those yogurts that have got those artificial sweeteners. Also, when you're looking at yogurts, avoid those yogurts that have got added fruits it almost sounds like yeah it sounds like a good idea to have yogurt with fruits but again these are just full of sugars 
and those are not the kind of yogurts you want to be having if you must have yogurts try and have natural yogurts like greek yogurts organic greek yogurts no added sugar just natural that way you can enjoy the probiotics that they contain which are very good for gut health without worrying about the nasties and the sugars from all the stuff we've been talking about so far it's fairly obvious that there are daily products that are better than others so again you can just be very careful when you're choosing the ones to have and the ones not to have if you're still on weight loss mode and if you're looking for optimum foods that are non-inflammatory and i've already mentioned using something like organic double cream in coffees instead of using milk Butter is also good, it is non-inflammatory and it contains short-chain fatty acids which also actually help to reduce inflammation in our digestive system. So have your butter, use your butter to fry your eggs, your, your steak or other food. Butter is fine. Again, like we'll deep dive on another episode, using something like butter and using fats that are based on animal fats are always so much better than using the inflammatory seed oils again that's a topic for another day what i hear all the time is people say they need to increase their calcium and bone health and that's why they need to eat cheese and have and have lots of milk and lots of dairies so what about calcium and bone health what about it in many ways People tend to forget that vitamin D is even more important than calcium when it comes to bone health because we need it in order to absorb the calcium. If you're not getting vitamin D, you're not going to be able to absorb the calcium for optimum health. And milk and cheeses are also not the best types of calcium for our bodies. In fact, Excessive dairy can lead to leaching of bones because it is high in vitamin A, retinol, which can actually weaken our bones. Some of you listening to me right now may be surprised to learn that various non-dairy foods have more calcium than milk. But curiously, this is not sexy headlines in the promotion of cow milk. This is not something that is being talked about a lot because we're always being told that if you want to increase your calcium, you've got to have your cheese and you've got to drink your milk. And even as children, we were told, oh, if you want strong bones, you've got to drink your milk, drink your milk. But again, as an aside, don't forget that milk contains lactose and lactose is absolutely nothing but a type of sugar. And in the body, the body doesn't necessarily care whether you're having sugar from the white stuff or whether you're having sugar from natural sources. So bearing that in mind, it's not sexy news in the promotion of cow milk to be saying to people that there are other non-dairy foods that have more calcium than milk and cheeses. And for instance, something like sardines oh my goodness sardines are wonderful superfoods that people don't talk about a lot absolutely wonderful superfoods and when you eat canned sardines or any kind of sardines and other kind of fish where you eat the bones 
those are very, very good in calcium. And remember that the bones have got basically a calcium. So when you're opening and enjoying that tin of sardines, oh, something I absolutely now adore. Remember that is a wonderful source of calcium. Also, other canned fish such as your canned mackerel or your canned salmon are very good sources of calcium. Those dark green vegetables that I go on about, like your kale, your greens, your tonic greens, even your okra, those dark green vegetables are also good sources of calcium. Also stuff like chia seeds, whole almonds, sesame seeds. If you're vegetarian, something like tofu is good in calcium. If you're in maintenance, stuff like kidney beans, chickpeas or beans are good sources of calcium. I wouldn't advise eating a hell of a lot of those because they can be inflammatory. Something like beans can be inflammatory for some people. Also vegetables such as cabbage are all good foods we can eat in order to get a good amount of calcium. And nuts can be good sources of calcium such as walnuts, Brazil nuts, hazelnuts. Broccoli and oranges are also good sources of calcium. And having said about dark green vegetables being good sources, I haven't mentioned something like spinach or chads. They are good sources of calcium but they are not quite as bioavailable as a result of compounds known as oxalates which bind to the calcium so this means that when you're eating your spinach and your chads even though they're obviously good for other things they're not quite as good sources for calcium because of the oxalates okay i wanted to record this podcast today because it's something that people always ask me about why do you not recommend cheese why shouldn't i have my latte why shouldn't i have my cappuccino why shouldn't i have this and it's something that i get all the time and i just wanted to kind of explain a little bit the thinking behind why I don't recommend having those lattes, whether it's skinny latte, well, don't have a latte. If you're going to have a latte, please have a full fat latte, but don't have a latte. But also why I don't believe in having loads and loads of cheeses, even though they are all technically low carb foods. And hopefully the whole point of this podcast is really how to maximize not just your health, but also maximize the weight loss. And also maximize good health, but also making sure that if you're trying to lose weight, you don't spend the rest of your life and get so frustrated because the weight loss is so slow. I want this so much for you. I don't want you to become frustrated by something that you want so badly being so very slowly in happening for you. I really want you to get there as quickly as possible in the most enjoyable way, but also bearing in mind body, mind and soul and just being happier without those inflammatory food that can cause a bit of havoc in our lives. Okay, that's the take home for today. And if you're interested in maximizing your weight loss, avoiding inflammation, you may need to consider dairy and how much dairy you're consuming. And that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for joining me. And I hope to see you next week on the next episode of the Holistic Weight Loss and Lifestyle Podcast. Have a great week. Take care and bye for now.
thank you so much for listening to the Holistic Weight Loss and Lifestyle Podcast. If you like this podcast, please do me a huge favor and like, subscribe, share with your family and friends, and please review this podcast so that other people can find us. Please see our show notes for any links referred to in the episode. If you wish to connect with me on social, my Instagram is Bells Low Carb World. That is B E L E S Low Carb W O R L D. I hope you join me next week for the next episode of the Holistic Weight Loss and Lifestyle Podcast. Have a fantastic week and thank you. This podcast is for informational purposes only. This podcast does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Thank you.